This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, today we started with good news and some bad news. We started with good news that the Republicans in the Senate look like they might be getting rid of Mitch McConnell. And on top of that, they um, they also stopped the border bill. Now the bad news. In the House... What's wrong with these weasels? How can you not impeach Mayorkas? That and so much more on today's podcast. Brought to you by Relief Factor. Relief Factor is something that I take every day. It's a supplement. It's not a drug. Developed by doctors to help reduce inflammation. Inflammation is the source of most of our problems in our body, most of our diseases, but also most of our pain. Try Relief Factor now, will you? Just go to relieffactor.com and get their three-week quick start. You just take it for three weeks. It's a supplement. Take it exactly as directed. Take it for three weeks and see how you feel. If you don't feel a difference, don't order any more. They even have the uh, feel better or your money back guarantee for you. So you really have nothing to lose. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. I'm one of them. It's relieffactor.com or 800, the number four, relief. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. There are immigration protests all over the world, but you're not seeing them because they have to make you believe that this is just the Republicans against the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And it's not. This is the average person against the elites. So let me show you a massive Irish protest in Dublin that just happened. Massive crowd marching in Dublin, Ireland. And they are they are marching against illegal immigration. They're singing that they will be a nation once again. Uh, so it's not just us. Now, let me take you to Sweden. Uh, there is another uh, another video, a massive protest in Stockholm. This happened over the weekend. See if you can relate to this issue. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what he's actually saying here, but... Uh, they posted the video. Thousands of protesters have besieged the SVT building. That's like the BBC. That's their state television. And they are demanding an end to the state television's left-wing propaganda. Sound familiar? <laughs> Sound like it might be happening huh. here. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, let me give you two other protests. This one is from Milan. This is the... Um, the Italian farmers. Do we have it? These are the Italian farmers. And they're all over the country. They're just taking their big machinery out and they're just blocking roads. And they're doing the same thing wow. that has now happened in Germany. Show me the German farmers doing exactly the same thing. Just shutting everything down. 
Uh, You also have this happening in France. France finally said, uncle, okay, okay. And uh, what's it about? What's it about? Well, let me give you um, a uh, German member of parliament about what this really is about uh, with the farmers in Germany. Cut three. My question is your take on the 15-minute cities and what the real aim of the green agenda is really about. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, um, I call it 15-minute ghettos because that's what they are. Um, As I had just said, it's it's really not about you know making our lives easier. It, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's about uh, getting you under control. It's about possibly locking you up. In Great Britain, they already introduced legislation in a province. Um, they are speaking of climate lockdowns, um, and the people are being told we, we are doing this to make your lives easier, and we have to save the planet. Obviously, we have to save the planet, right? It has nothing to do with that. They need to first. You need to make sure that you might have everything you could possibly need. And then they, they, there is nothing to stop them from locking you down. What are people going to th- say? We're going to starve to death? I mean, once again, look to China. Uh, this is, this is going to be our future. And once again, not 30, 40, 50 years. Now we're talking now. So how is it that this many people are wrong how is it that the farmers who are on the front lines, at least in uh, in Europe, and beginning to be understood here in America? If you didn't hear my uh, warning uh, from the, uh, the rancher that was part of last week's uh, podcast, this guy lays it all out of what's happening to our farms here. We're about to really understand what hunger is in America now. I want you to listen to what Ursula von der Leyen said. She's European Union's top person. Listen to what she said. Now, they're, they're cutting the fertilizer. They're cutting the subsidies for diesel in the Netherlands. They're taking away the farmland from the farmers. Okay. Now, the head of the EU just came out and said, we want to make sure that this process, the farmers remain in the driving seat. Only if we achieve our climate environmental goals together will farmers be able to continue to make a living. The farmers, of course, are saying, yeah, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Agriculture accounts for 30 percent of global emissions uh, for greenhouse gases, and they can't they can't hit any of their targets if the farmers are using pesticides and fertilizers as well as having cattle. So what are they doing? I want you to listen to this. Uh, This story says nearly a quarter of humanity was living under drought in 2022 and 23, a vast majority in low and middle income countries. The crisis worsened partly by climate change and has been accompanied by soaring food prices and have consequences for hunger, elections and migration. So they're blaming immigration on this hunger Food prices and the key for them and you to understand is elections. It also matters politically. Changing European farm practices is proving to be extremely difficult, particularly as parliamentary elections approach in June. Farmers are a potent political force and food and farming are potent markers of European identity. Yeah, not identity. Food, really, it's good for, I don't know, 
survival. Agriculture accounts for 1% of the European economy and employs 4% of its population, but it gets one-third of the EU budget. For weeks, a range of farmer groups have been taken to the streets on Europe, blocking highways with tractors, throwing firecrackers, blah, 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 blah. They're angry about many things. Farmers are also angry about trade deals that permit the import of agricultural commodities from countries that don't have the same environmental protections. In Germany, the government now has backtracked on some of its key policies, including, listen carefully, delaying a cut on diesel subsidies for agricultural vehicles. In France, the government had offered an aid package of 150 million euros, 163 million, to livestock farmers, temporarily paused a national plan to reduce pesticide use and ban the import of foreign uh, produce treated with pesticides that are outlawed in France. Miss von der Leyen uh, said um, the scrapping of the EU-wide bill to reduce pesticide use has to happen because it's a symbol of polarization. Uh, Now, they're not going to formally propose this or vote until a new parliament is elected this summer. What did I tell you a few weeks ago on my TV show? There are more elections happening now than any other time in human history. This is 2024. There are more people up for uh, election than ever before. So what are they doing? They're moderating. Now, they're not making any changes. They're just promising some delays. Until when? Until after the election, dummy. Don't be duped by any of this stuff. Don't be duped. You know, when you look at um, uh, Joe Biden and what he is, what he's done on the border, have you have you actually listened to what he's saying? He's saying now that Trump owns the border because Trump owned Congress and the Senate and Trump said, don't vote for it. And so everybody followed him like a little minion. That's not true. We were all thinking for ourselves. But he says now everything that is happening is due to Trump because they could have stopped it, but they chose not to. Now, I don't know if anybody's dumb enough to believe that, but he's just tried to take the immigration thing off of his, you know, uh, doing nothing list and push it over to the Republicans. This whole bill has been nothing but a setup to take it off of Joe Biden's plate and try to get the media to put it on Donald Trump's plate. I'm telling you, that's. All this was, that's all this was. They had no intention of changing anything. If they could get some things, you know, past the Republicans, they would have done that. But again, win-win. They win if they vote for it. They win if they don't. At least that is the uh, the idea behind this. And I, I hope there's enough... Americans that are wide awake and see past this game that they're playing. Back with more in just a second. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, back to the podcast in a minute. If the economy goes up in flames and, you know, we're wobbling on the edge of that cliff every day, you need to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. And you can do that with my Patriot Supply. 
They are top of the line in emergency food game. They have helped millions of people prepare over the years, and they can help you as well. Right now, if you get their one-year emergency food kit, My Patriot Supply will give you $700 off that. But it ends this week. you got to do it this week. The meals are durably sealed. They'll last up to 25 years in storage. They provide over 2,000 calories every day uh, for a year, every day. And right now, it'll cost you under two grand. It's an amazing deal. Ends this week. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping included. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Okay, back to the podcast. Kevin, what a fantastic job uh, at the uh, World Heritage or the uh, World Economic Forum. Can you tell me what the reaction was in the room? Yeah, Glenn, great to be with you. So it was, it was of course such a, a lion's den, but from the stage, I'm looking out, obviously, at the room, and the best reaction, at least from my vantage point, was when I talked about the problem of, of China. And I said, look, you know, you, you guys not only don't recognize the Chinese Communist Party as the number one adversary to free people on the planet, you actually gave them a platform. You had CCP officials talking here. Well, <laughs> this one guy in the front row, Glenn, European dude with skinny jeans just had a meltdown. I mean, he literally almost <laughs> fell out of his chair. And so it, it was almost so distracting. I lost my train of thought. But then <laughs> this is the second of two great reactions. I moved on to my point about climate change and how they, how climate alarmism has become the number one cause for mental health crisis around the world, which, by the way, I kind of made true. up on the spot. But I, also oh, I think, think it's, it's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. And especially among younger, uh, younger people yeah. and like the, the back two thirds of the room, every person in that seat looked at me like I had just landed from Mars. And that's when I realized, right. oh, I'm doing what I told Glenn I would do, which is tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing that, you know, you got out of there, you know, good thing you weren't on any uh, rooftop uh, restaurants. But anyway, um, yeah. uh, when you were when you were there and this is something I thought of recently that. Their goal was to rebuild trust. And I think I'm seeing I'm seeing this differently. They don't care about our trust. They care about the trust among the elites because some of the elites are starting to say, I don't know, maybe we should slow down. People are starting to rise up against us. And it's an ele- a huge election year, biggest in, in global history. And they're saying, basically, I think, stick together, trust the plan. And it'll all be fine. Do you think that's out in space or is that right? No, I think you're entirely right. In fact, that's I wasn't exactly sure what they meant as I was going over there about rebuilding trust. I knew what I was going to say. But after reflecting on it and having some conversations while on the ground, I realized that's what they mean by rebuilding trust. Trust the plan. And and where that began to kind of crystallize in my mind was in Jamie, when Jamie Dimon did that that interview on CNBC, and, and he said, look, you know, we, we shouldn't talk so ill of MAGA people, and, you know, some people celebrated that. Well, that's just part of the ruse, right? It, it's, it's an attempt to, to draw us in, and I know that that was their agenda in inviting me, which was to say, you know, let's get yes. this guy who leads this conservative think tank, which is respected on the center right, folks on the left, you know, don't like heritage with good reason, but we disagree, and let's see if we can get him to come here and say, yeah, uh, let's let's work toward rebuilding trust. And then they could have twisted that to say, oh, you know, Heritage is saying, let's trust the plan. Obviously, 
I, I think I succeeded in blowing that up. But let me just. Tell oh you yeah, I think you. Quick point. <laughs> yeah, they, I think you they did. Were, they were sh- they were shocked that I came on so strong because they expected me to sort of salute, maybe make some mildly critical comments and move on. So yesterday we found out, or a couple of days ago, about the Amazon files where the the White House was literally telling Amazon to ban books and suppress uh, books so people couldn't find them. Today, the uh, Post is reporting uh, on a White House project. It's an AI project known as Track F. Uh, and some of the uh, emails that have now been exposed, uh, it's scientists going back and forth on this project funded by the White House that say Americans can't tell fact from fiction online and that conservatives and veterans are even more susceptible than the public at large. So I guess we know what this AI system will do once it is developed by the White House and then given to social media platforms. Yeah, this is the mechanism to bring us fully into George Orwell's world, right? You remember being in school and reading that, that book? I remember telling yes. my, 1984 and telling my my uh, my teacher, I said, you know, this is this is laughable. I mean, it's a good book, but this will never happen. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's it's yeah. happening. It's even worse, actually. And and but to this this point about AI, it isn't just because I am a traditional conservative and therefore very not trusting of of new technological developments that I've I've cautioned against AI but particularly in the hands of government and especially in the hands of this administration, we need to realize this isn't some annoyance. This is something that's directly aimed at you and me and your audience, and we have to stop it in its tracks before it it gets a wider implementation. Kevin, how do we wake more people up to this? I mean, it is so clear if people would just look at the news and divorce themselves from political parties, it is so clear what is coming our way quickly. How do we wake more people up? Well, it, it sounds trite, maybe even patronizing, because I'm going to include the importance of your show. And I, but you know that I mean that genuinely, because I am just a you know I'm a working class dude who wears a suit in D.C. each day. People listen to your show. They some of them follow Heritage. There are many other great shows and organizations. The point is pointing to something that happened yesterday. We, collectively, the big royal we, killed the border non-security yes. part of that bill. And, and what I have been saying for the last 24 hours, Glenn, to friends around the country is, guys, this is an example of the good things that happen when we wake up. But what we, what we have to avoid doing in this case, because it's so typical of conservatives, in the rare times we get a policy win, we then pat ourselves on the back, but more importantly, we go back yeah. to important things to us, like friends and family and business. Uh-huh. We have to stay engaged, yes. and we have to have a great skepticism against this usage of AI by the government. So we have a chance to get rid of McConnell. I don't know how you feel about McConnell, but uh, I think he's got to go, and that the power of uh, the head of the Senate to be able to have all the purse strings for GOP senators is crazy. Um, but uh, is there a chance that McConnell is gone because of this? And if so, who should replace him, or who do you think will? Yeah, there there is a chance. And and just so you and your audience know, uh, Mitch McConnell and I, I guess you know we're on like professional speaking terms. But I've been saying publicly that it was time for him to go. I do wish him a long and healthy and 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 relaxing retirement on the yep. personal side. But politically, 
he's the icon of everything that's wrong in Washington, because what's wrong yes. in Washington, and it's connected to the World Economic Forum, as you know, is that these people decide, just a handful of people, they're going to tell yep. us what's best for us, and they demand that we eat it. And so I'll tell you a real quick story. A couple of Decembers ago, I was invited to the Senate steering lunch by our mutual friend, Senator Mike Lee. And it was to explain why it was a bad idea once again to spend the people's money in one of these end-of-year omnibus bills because there isn't accountability to the money. We're spending money we don't have. He gave me a death glare. Afterwards, mm-hmm. to his credit, he was willing to speak to me. He said, Kevin, I don't understand the disconnect between what we're trying to do and, and Heritage's opposition. And I said, Senator McConnell, it just shows. I said, I actually don't mean this as sarcastically as it sounds. It, it, it just shows how much of a bubble you and your leadership team live in. So I actually think this defeat yesterday of this bill shows that there is, politically speaking, blood in the water, that his leadership is really weakened. And I, was, I, I believe sometime this year, maybe sooner than later, there will be an announcement that he's retiring. And thankfully, as you know, there are a number of good potential replacements who would fix the problem. It would be great. It would be great. Um, let me um, let me talk to you kind of on this in the same realm here of uh, constantly coming under attack. Um, you know, our freedom of speech and everything else. They have gone off after this president. And we've been saying, look, if they'll do it to the president, they'll do it to you. Then they go after Elon Musk. They're, I mean, they are bound and determined to get him out as well. If they're doing it to the richest man in the world, they'll do it to you. Now, yesterday, we were talking on the air about groups that are suing the effective attorney generals, all of them Republicans, uh, filing ethics complaints uh, against them, and then also targeting any attorney that files anything to push back on this administration. We are losing the, the good attorneys, and I know I personally have lost the best firm on freedom of speech because of who I am. I, I had them for years. Uh, and now, no, because they have Google and everybody else. And I think they received uh, all kinds of heat. Um, we're losing the ability to have good attorneys. Is anyone thinking about uh, a, a conservative firm or a, or a fund that we could all fund to hire the best attorneys that are free of the the wef swamp kind of stuff let me just underscore what a massive problem this is the 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 example that you used regarding yourself the the example of these people attacking these effective attorneys general because they're standing up to the administrative state and we at heritage encounter that same problem but especially as as we develop this presidential transition project we've discussed project 2025 on that point We've had a difficult time getting attorneys to participate and also say that they can be named publicly. So it, it speaks to the reality that there's been not just a, a, well, there's been a chilling effect on this, but to the solution, which, you know, I'd, I'd like to spend my time on the solution. So there are a couple of newer boutique firms, so smaller law firms that are, are composed of conservatives here in D.C., Heritage and some other conservative groups are able to use them. But the key thing, Glenn, is that we also have to get control over at least a few of the law schools, because what concerns me is not just the difficulty of the present 
situation. Yes. But the the difficulty that the same kind of thing has happened in law schools where very bright, objective, but conservatively minded law students have to remain silent and their ability to move up the ladder from law school to clerkships to professional work full time is really endangered. So like so many things in America, it goes back to institutions. We have to be able to either start or reclaim some of those law schools. Otherwise, this is going to be a generation-long problem that only gets worse. Well, let us know if you come across anything that can uh, can help, because I think this audience understands what we're facing. I mean, they are, they're using the criminal, whether they get a conviction or not, they're using the criminal justice system now, and they're going to. St- they already are using it against uh, the average the average person. If you're, you know, pro life or whatever, and if you can't get a good attorney, you're toast. If you're, God forbid, you're tried in the District of Columbia or New yeah, York, you, you, you're you're totally toast. And I and I should have mentioned too because you referenced that this question, in addition to these problems we've discussed. A, a sort of a legal defense fund. And we have started building that for people we've solicited to be part of Project 2025, because what we were hearing from them, to your point about the lack of, of uh, representation is, Kevin, I'm willing to go into the next administration and work in an area of, of competence, professional competence, but I, you know, I'm likely to get sued, and, including on the personal side, in addition to my professional duties. And so Although it's in the preliminary stage, we're, we've put this together sometime in the near future. I'll, I'll send you a note and let you know when we can share more details. But I mentioned that today, even though it's preliminary, Glenn, to give people hope that the conservative movement isn't just asking people to, to pick up where they live for a couple years or four years and come serve in the next administration. But we also have to remember that we have to have one another's backs. It's one of the, the big missing pieces of this movement, and, and I'm, I'm really gratified that some smart people you and I both know are part of this effort to defend our friends. Kevin Roberts, uh, Heritage Foundation president. Love to have you back to talk about Project 2025, if, if we can help on that at all, because um, I think it's, uh, it's inspiring. It'll give people hope. Thank you so much, it Kevin. It should. God bless you, my friend. Take care. God bless you. You back. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to start with a couple of things. Uh, first of all, this is what Joe Biden said about the border and why it's not secure yesterday. Listen. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why are you whispering there? Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so I, hard, isn't it? It, it is. Makes my, makes my eyes bleed. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. I want you to know that is what I think this whole border thing was about. It was about pushing it over to the Republicans. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to work, but, you know, I still have a little common sense left in me. Um, I don't believe the American people are going to buy that it was because of the Republicans in the Senate or because of Donald Trump, but they might. They might, but that's what this battle was really all about. A win-win. Get what Biden wanted out of this bill if they pass it, and if they don't, blame it on the Republicans, and maybe my score on the border will go up. Now, I don't think he's electable. Democrats are all saying he's not electable. 
Nobody wants him. They don't believe that he deserves a second term. These are Democrats. They also know that he is ill and not capable of doing the job. And yesterday, Stu said to me, uh, you know, they just can't keep this guy under wraps. They just, they can't, it's so bad, they can't even hide it. And I was thinking about that yesterday, and then I heard a clip I'm going to play for you in a minute, and I thought, or perhaps they're not trying to hide it. Perhaps they're allowing him, do you remember the first hundred days? He didn't do a single interview. He was nowhere. Mm -hmm. How come Mm -hmm. here in the next hundred days, you just pretty much keep him off the road? You just keep him out and just... Make case with great surrogates, okay? Do uh, taped things that he can mm-hmm. he can run. And you can edit. Um, yeah, edit them. And you'd have to make some appearances, but not every day give us, you know, this fodder of the guy is gone. Mm-hmm. What would you say if you were a Democrat and you were you you knew he was a disaster? But it was up to him to get out. And you've tried everything you could to convince him. Why wouldn't you just put him out on the road every day so more and more people would turn on him and say, the guy's not competent. He can't run. I personally think, I have nothing to back this up just other than my gut. I personally think that this is, this is not something that's slipping through the cl- cracks. This is something that they are trying to showcase to the American people right now. Listen to this and tell me you would ever put this man on the road ever again. Biden spaces out. Dr. There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, There's been a response from the opposition, but um, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. (laughs) Would you ever put that man on the road again if you wanted him to be elected? Nope. Would you ever have him? You would have a spokesperson come out and talk about that. Right. President is busy today doing this, this, and this. And uh, sorry, he just doesn't have time to come out and comment on this. You would never put him on the road. You would never allow a camera and a microphone unless it's one you controlled and could edit. Never. Never. Um, I mean, I am currently with my father-in-law who is in ICU. He is on morphine uh, and he is... I mean, he is very, very ill and 81. He doesn't sound that bad. Okay? Mm. He doesn't sound that bad. This is, uh, this is the president of the United States. I think they're doing it intentionally. If they've gotten a commitment from Michelle Obama, I think that could absolutely be 100% true. Uh, I don't think I think you can, uh, you know, sell him down the river. Look, he's not going to win. No, he's not. You know, he's not going to win. But neither is Gavin Newsom. And a lot of people are pushing for him. I don't think he can win either. California is in too bad a shape. I agree with you, but I think he has a better shot. Think of the decline in the last six months of this man. 
Yeah. What is he Bad. going to be like in November? Mm-hmm. What's he going to be like? Yeah. In November, I mean, let alone two years from now, in the middle oh, of a term? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 He'd no Completely way. gone. He'd be replaced he by... He wouldn't make it to January 20th. No. I don't think he would make it to January 20th. It is, it's so bad. Uh, let me give you a couple of other things that uh, are happening right now. In fact, let me uh, play um, the, the cuts of the, the uprisings all around the world. Uh, first, let's start in Ireland. These are uprisings. If you think we have a problem with immig- immigration, we're not alone. This is an uprising happening right now in Ireland. They want the mass immigration to stop. This is not something that makes you a nationalist uh, in the bad sense. This is happening all over the world. People, what they're singing right here is awful. Okay. It, is, it is talking about making us a nation again. That's all they're asking for. And people are asking for it in Germany. They're asking for it in Italy. We want to be our own nation. We don't want to be ruled by all of these elites. Play the next one, uh, please. This is in, um, and I just, I'm I'm playing these today because I want you to hear them and know this is not a Republican uh, and uh, Democrat problem. It's not about Donald Trump and and uh, Joe Biden. It's about the average person against this faceless globalist state, the elites. Here they are in, uh, I think it's Stockholm. And it's a group of people surrounding their version of the BBC, their uh, state television, and they're demanding an end to the leftist propaganda. Tell the truth. But you notice we're not in the streets. We're not in the streets. Here they are in Italy, the farmers, saying, leave us alone or you're going to starve to death. We can't do these policies. So there they are in Italy. Do we have one, I think, in from Germany as well? Same group. Look at this. All these people just stopped in the highway. Uh, they have been in every country over in Europe. Don't feel alone. You know, I was I was talking to somebody just this last weekend, and I, and I was saying, how do we? Oh, I remember. I remember who it was. It was uh, it was the uh, prime minister of uh, England, Truss, that lasted about forty eight hours, and she was saying it's bad. The elites in England, she said, it is it's horrible, worse than I ever thought, um, and. Uh, she said they just will have their way and they'll destroy anyone in their way. And I said, you know, it's it's about the elites versus the people. And she said, you're exactly right. But the people have to stand up and be heard and be seen. Uh, and this week you did with the border bill. You did. You stood up. You let the senators know. No, don't pass this bill. You have the most return on your effort right now between now and November. Um, because when they've been elected, they don't, they don't care anymore. Now, a lot of them do, and we're getting more and more of those in. Um, but I was talking to her and I said, there's gotta be a way that we can connect, uh, these, these movements because people, 
need to know in every country because they're being told it's the right wing that is causing all this problem and they're telling you all of these lies. They're doing this in every country. It doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat. It's the elites versus the people. And the media is part of it. That's why they're protesting in Stockholm. It's the same thing. So stop trying to make this about uh, Donald Trump or or anything else. I'm going to show you this tonight. Uh, tonight on television, uh, you're not seeing these protests. If you remember the Yellow Vest protests in France, they went on forever. And we always saw this every night on the news. Why is no one covering these protests? Because they tell you the full story of what we're really fighting. Don't miss tonight's Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. Blaze TV, then 9.30 Eastern on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. The real reason farmers and truckers are rising up all around the world. It's the same reason. You'll see it tonight, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. And if you're not a subscriber yet, uh, I, I urge you, I know money is tight, but we have done everything we can. And we please, if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you know you can call our customer service and say, hey, I want more of this or I want less of this. You, you, we answer to you. So we've done everything we can to make sure that your $9 a month or oh, I think it's 8 or 6 I don't remember, um, th- that money is well spent, that you get more for your dollar than you would spending it anyplace else. So join us now, blazetv.com slash Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Sarah, what's the promo code? Glenn 30. Wow. Glenn 30, and you'll get 30% off now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn 30. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.